0: You're listening to Catching the Word, a podcast produced by the Diocese of Trenton. In this installment, Father Gary Koch reflects on the readings for this Sunday. The last Sunday of ordinary time, the solemnity of Christ the King. We all share citizenship in the kingdom of God. Not long ago, we heard of Jesus' encounter with a blind man named Bartimaeus, who cried out to Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. This was not the first time in Jesus' ministry that we got a sense of his divinic lineage, but it has gone largely unexplained for us. The Gospel writers presume that their immediate audience understood the fullness of the implications of that title. In the Gospel for this Solemnity, as Jesus stands before Pontius Pilate, a prisoner on trial, a full sense of the meaning of this relationship becomes more clear. While it is likely that David had tens of thousands of descendants by the time of Jesus, and no son of David has sat on the throne in over 600 years, this title still carries more implications than merely who stands in the line to lead a potential new kingdom in Jerusalem. Long associated with messianic expectations, the title Son of David carries multiple meanings and certainly struck a chord With the Jewish people at the time of Jesus. Pilate does not call Jesus the son of David, even though this trial is taking place in the city often called the city of David. Instead, Pilate goes to the heart of the matter as he asks Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jerusalem is the city of David, the city that he conquered and took as his capital, cementing his reign and preparing for the construction of the temple. While none of the buildings in the city at the time of Jesus are from that period, and actually the city itself has migrated up the hill from the fortress conquered by David, David still loomed large over the city and the consciousness of the people. Pilate, for as much disdain as he held for the Jews, was still deeply aware of their nationalist dreams, their heritage, and their scriptures with his prophecies on the coming of a Messiah. He has heard of the Fervor around Jesus and seems both intrigued and amused that this man before him has aspirations of kingship. By the time of this encounter, the Jews have been under direct Roman control in Jerusalem for about thirty years. The Jewish people sought relief from their feeling of being captive under the Roman hegemony. They longed for independence, to be freed from the corrupting influence of the Roman system, and desired to restore the imagined greatness of the past. This longing is not unique to them or to their times. Each generation seems to long for the past, and we certainly see that as a repetitive theme in our own political framework. Yet theirs is more than nostalgia, as it is deeply rooted in their sense of being the chosen people of God, whose divinely ordained destiny is to be a people set apart. More than just the past, however, is the fervent hope in an idealized future, There the Messiah will restore the greatness of the kingdom and secure their nation for observance of the laws and worship of God in the temple. Jesus eschews this language, and while he responded to the call of Bartimaeus, he never acknowledged the title Son of David that Bartimaeus used. Jesus left the title and all of its implications resonate with the crowds, but he neither accepted nor rejected the insight of Bartimaeus. Now here in the trial before Pilate, Jesus is directly confronted with kingdom language, a language that Jesus adroitly dodges in reference to himself. Jesus does not seek a kingdom in this world, either in his own time or in ours. There have been so-called Christian kingdoms, and the King of Spain still holds the title of the Catholic Monarch. The kingdom that Jesus speaks of, though, is not of this world. Jesus rejects worldly power and any association with the nations of the world. The kingdom of God encompasses everyone who belongs to the truth, who listens to Jesus' voice. So when Jesus speaks of his kingdom, we are no longer thinking of man-made borders, political alliances, and military power. We are drawn to think of a kingdom within, a kingdom in our midst, a kingdom that is and is not yet fully realized. While maintaining a deep sense of patriotic allegiance to our own nation and even holding affection for the country of our ancestral heritage is noble, all of us who share in the one faith in Jesus Christ do not ultimately have our citizenship here. If we all understood our relationship to the kingdom of God, then political strife and turmoil between the nations of this world would grow silent. The struggles between nations are of this world and the control of this world. The passion and death of Jesus Christ unites us together as a people formed in his blood and gathered into one people through the covenant. Let each of us recognize our common relationship as brothers and sisters in Christ, praying for an end to strife in this world and finding our true hope and home in the eternal kingdom of God. You have been listening to Catching the Word with Father Gary Koch. You can listen to or download his weekly reflections and other topics of interest at dioceseoftrenton.org backslash podcasts. Catching the Word is a podcast produced by the Diocese of Trenton.